Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the definitive developers podcast in fantabulous Chelsea, Manhattan. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. Our co-host today, Dave Anderson. And today, we got an interview. Part two. Part two. As we mentioned before, in time, some time ago, Dave made it to Florence, Italy, where they hosted PyCon Italia 2018, and our very own Dave Anderson gave a talk there. What was the title of your talk, and how did it go? Yeah, so it was a long title. (laughs) 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 Kind of a big big hook. It was uh, Choose Your Adventure for Client Web Services with GraphQL. Awesome. I thought it was uh, pretty fun. It was about like all of the adventures you go on when you uh, make a web application and all the ways that you can die a horrible death. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, <I remember laughs> With those like as... too many rest endpoints or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those as a kid. I was like, whoop, I died here. Going back. Yeah. I imagine it's the same way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just it's just like that. And, you know, I, I was worried that giving the talk in Italy, people wouldn't wouldn't get the, the jokes about Choose Your Own Adventures. But <laughs> they, they had Choose Your Own Adventure in Italy. Too, oh, yeah. So they got the Italian good. version. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Like so, select uh, to uh, Adventura or something. Yeah. yeah i mean i imagine they have many different adventures one can go in in italy and your adventure there was to florence you got a couple of interviews out of that yeah Uh, can we talk a little bit about the next interview that uh, you had conducted over there yeah so i got a chance to talk to one of the other speakers at pycon italia or pycon nove as it's known in florence Mm -hmm. his name is jacopo spalletti he is a Django developer since like Django 1.0 and really passionate organizer and teacher of uh, people in the area of, for Python, uh, big advocate. And his talk was about building real-time applications with Django. Awesome. What are some things that we'll learn today from this interview, if you remember? Yeah. So uh, one of the things I thought I really got out of talking with Jacopo was that like since he has been programming Django since Django 1.0 right and Python 2. Dot whatever it was cool talking about like how things have changed so much and now with real-time applications uh, you know a lot more things are asynchronous like more like JavaScript Express type server mm. uh, which is like way different from how your normal Django applications are so you know building a new standard around that called ASGI and how that interacts with the existing standard. And it, it was it was pretty interesting, I think. Awesome. Well, let's uh, get right to it. We'll play the clip and hopefully you enjoy Dave out in Florence, Italy, interviewing Jacopo Spalletti. Yeah, just bumping on over. Nice. Boom, boom, boom. How are you doing, Jacopo? I'm very fine, thanks. And I'm really happy to be on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe before we talk about channels, you could talk, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, yeah, sure. Um, so you, I, I understand that you live in Florence itself. Yes, yes. I'm, I live in Florence, a few kilometers from, from the conference venue. And I'm using Django for 10 years. Uh, oh, almost, wow. Okay. So quite a long time. 
And what Django version was that at that time? 1.0. So it's, okay. I'm not a pioneer, but yeah, <laughs> quite. <laughs> I mean, it's not less than zero, yeah. one, but yes. it's still pretty good. But it's still pretty good. And yeah. we actually replaced the first Django project we, we built just a couple, one year ago. Or something oh, wow. Like this. It's, it's still around. It, it was still around, yes. Wow. Okay. Now we we updated and replaced with just a sent it, one. Just sent it to the farm upstate yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, so I guess like it's it's probably really exciting to see all these wonderful developments that are happening with Django. Like yeah. Django um, 2 is awesome and Django channels that you were talking about yesterday, like yeah, really I, cool. I, I try to be to to keep myself up to date. Mm-hmm. And for this reason, I also uh, contribute to many open source projects because it's just an excuse to be updated about new things that are coming, the changes, etc. So it's yeah, all those shiny new toys. Yes, you exactly. Keep up. <laughs> <laughs> so I like when when you showed the demo. So like, I guess just some context about what channels is mm-hmm. like. So from your your talk yesterday, channels is a way to use. WebSockets, but not not just WebSockets. Not just WebSockets, and that's that's the interesting part because uh, Channels has been built as basically an asynchronous framework uh, mm-hmm. to build asynchronous applications within Django. So Which it's, itself it, is like inherently synchronous. Right? Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. So uh, WebSockets is a natural protocol for mm-hmm. Channels to implement, as in it's the only protocol which is in the core actually. Mm-hmm. But you are free to to implement your own protocols. I mean, it can be used for boats, uh, for IoT devices, and oh, okay. whatever whatever you feel like or whatever I protocol get, you may yeah, need for. Like, uh, like a Raspberry uh, Pi, or yeah, whatever, like you were you were talking about earlier. Yes, ex- exactly, <laughs> something like this. So it's and it's been built to be extremely modular, ex- mm. exactly for this reason, because uh, HTTP is very defined protocol. So you know right. it works that way, and it, you have a single protocol to take care of. Right. So Django is is very monolithic in that respect, but Channels is works in a very different world. So it's been thought from the start as a modular project yeah so that's websockets it's natural but you can yeah do a lot of things with it and every block especially the new version which defined channels is based on um on a specification called mm-hmm. asgi okay which is the synchronous brother of uh, whiskey okay <laughs> right and is been designed the protocol itself has been designed to allow to build chainable uh, applications, so every application Which, can can handle. I don't know. One part of channels uh, is a protocol r- router, which yeah. basically route the incoming yeah. connections right. to different protocols uh, according to a protocol to different. So uh, when you say chainable, you, you you don't just mean like middleware in your standard Django application, but like the protocols can yes. actually pass. Yeah, to the each router other. the router themselves are SGI applications. Mm. So the, you, okay. you you can act every block basically behind the protocol server, which is the yeah, the front end of okay. the, the front end server of the of the channel stack. Every components uh, it's it's itself an application, so you can actually chain them and create your own routing. I mean, in Django, you have uh, the routing is is very linear. Right. You can have URLs. multiple applications, but they will. All the routing is very static, I say. Right. In in, ca- in the case of channels, you have applications that route the mm-hmm. incoming connections, so they you can build uh, 
complex pipelines according to your mm-hmm. your needs. Because which comes back to like the users and the groups that kind of, which I guess are designed, defined as yeah. part of channels as well. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so it's um, and and then you have middleware which uh, are similar to the WizGive middlewares as yeah. they are just supposed to add things on right. on the incoming connection, add more information, for example. In, yeah. uh, the standard middlewares in, in channels just pick the user data or cookies or session from HTTP to WebSockets. Yeah. So, like, if I want to, like, add this to my current Django application, will it, like, play nicely with USB yes. side by side? Like, same, you, same you, web server? You, you have two options. Yeah. Uh, you can replace your Wizki server with Daphne, which okay. is a standard uh, channels protocol server. Okay. And Daphne is, has been built to handle both HTTP and WebSockets okay. and can handle the protocol upgrade, which is the, the part which moves the connection from HTTP to WebSocket. Because right, right. every WebSocket connection starts as HTTP and then it's been upgraded to WebSockets. Okay. And then you get like all of the nice features, yes. like you know, a lot of push messages and pull exactly. and whatnot. Or you can keep your old, your standard WSGI server yeah. and have Daphne on a um, running parallel. And then on the HTTP server, you map the connections, for example, using the path. Okay. Like dash WS, a path Use goes route. to goes to Daphne and the other goes to the H, uh, to the standard WSB server. So you can uh, okay. actually adapt to the to your deployment. So Daphne is like a, pretty much the default choice, right? Yes, now. yes, yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure that for channels one you have some more options. I don't think they have been updated to to channels two. One nice project which has been designed, it's been built on SGI. Is called Uvicorn, if I remember correctly, by Tom U- Christie. Uvicorn. Uvicorn. Not, not Unicorn. No, no, Uvicorn. Uvicorn. Is exactly, okay. is the counterpart, uh, okay. the async <laughs> counterpart of Unicorn oh, into the okay. base, um, which is based on SBI, mm-hmm. but it's not channels. It's, it's, it's for known Django projects, basically, okay. by Tom Christie. Okay. Uh, Django With, framework. Right. Okay. And API star and yeah, all, exactly. all that good stuff. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I guess I got to follow that guy a little bit closer since <laughs> he's working on all that cool toys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm giving a talk on GraphQL tomorrow and I'm like, I'm really curious about like how this can be used for subscriptions, which is like a, a, a thing that I don't think is really very well implemented in the Python mm-hmm. tools right now, but like GraphQL allows for the idea of like, this kind of asynchronous like data passing as well like through through uh, web sockets but yeah that since yeah, like it's yeah yeah we'll, i'm i'm going to work on a project which will require us to basically uh, well what well, i'll try <laughs> not right i'll try to implement this <laughs> as uh, service worker code Running a browser, mm-hmm. establishing a WebSocket connection to the to the server, and basically sending messages through the the service worker code, yeah. so the connection will stay up even if the user closed the browser, closed the, oh, not, not the browser, okay. but tabs, right, 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 and so exit the website. So that way, you can have like kind of a more true like web yeah. application experience exactly. where. Exactly. I do think that I often find myself in a situation where maybe the requirements are growing so much that I, I do feel like I'm basically building like a desktop application, <laughs> but in the web. <laughs> but it's, but, uh, yeah, you you must be aware of the somehow the limits 
or the there are no limits or the scope. <laughs> no, <laughs> no actually, uh, we as as a community, as companies working on the web, we are trying to push every new, <laughs> every feature, even old feature from other environments to, right. to the web. And yeah. yeah, we must be aware that it's so. Not, are there any limits to web sockets? Like, are there anything I shouldn't use it for? Or technically speaking, one limit you have to uh, to be aware of. Especially with with channels, our channels, especially channels two, how mm-hmm. channels two works, is that you have uh, one connection per consumer. Consumer are the channels application, the real applications you are going to write, which where, is like where the stuff happens. Where your Django models and business logic yeah, and stuff exactly. like that. And channels as and channels two, the consumers are stateful. Mm-hmm. So you, you basically you have one consumer instance per connection. Per basically per tab, or we can have more than one connection for each for each tab. Actually, you have to be aware that you don't have to create uh, too many consumers. If you have more features, mm-hmm. it's more it's better to create a single consumer which handle all of them yeah. because in that case you have less memory footprint and less connection. Right, which is really especially connection limit if you write a high traffic website. Right. Can be a limiting factor. Yeah. Is there any problem with like caching? Sorry. Is there any problem with caching, like request caching? Or? No, because in WebSockets you don't have caching. Okay. So you're just don't worry about yeah. it. Okay. But and, but the, if you reduce the consumer, then I guess you have you have one uh, thing taking care of. Yes, because the the, the limiting factor in the in the synchronous world is how many connections you can mm. you can handle because it's expensive. Yeah, they're expensive somehow, and with channels you can. Uh, parallelize both the protocol servers instances and the workers, okay. which you can still use even if by default you don't you are not required to have multiple workers like in channels one, okay. because they can run inside Daphne basically. And but yeah, somehow the number of connections is a limiting factor, and the memory footprint also can be a limiting factor. So I see. you must be aware of this. When okay. Building the, the application. All right, it's I'll try to for, keep it under control. Yeah. <laughs> in my in my demo, I I decided to write three consumers. Yeah, but it was basically basically for because it was a demo version. It mm-hmm. was easier to break down the features in different consumers to explain them. To talk about it, yeah, yeah. Right. But instead, you should write a single or less consumers than, than <laughs> one per feature. Okay. Yeah. It's more like do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So uh, what other technologies are you excited about? Is there anything else like broadly looking at these days? Or? I'm, I, I'm really vertical on Django. So I, okay. I can speak about Django CMS, which is one of the other projects I am really involved into. Okay. Uh, one of the code developers is, is uh, CMS for Django is one of the leading to uh, CMSs for, for Django. Yeah, I've definitely heard of it before. And which is a, yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice tool we, we use and we are using it. The reason I like it is because it's easy to integrate with the rest of Django ecosystem. Mm-hmm. It's a really, and actually the application I demoed, the skilled up, the, no, sorry, the skilled up version of the, yeah. of the applications we, the application we built, it was uh, implemented in a Django CMS project. Okay. Because we use Django CMS pretty, 
or pretty much everything because <laughs> we, it's your baby <laughs> yes it's, it's our baby we, we know it a lot and we can do crazy stuff with it right and be really productive just yeah. get things done yes and also we use it even in places where maybe it was not not, not, not really <laughs> safe but it's feels weird sometimes so to use it in some environment, but it works, it works very well. So okay. we know it very well, so cool. we can bend it a bit. Nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I'll definitely like, continue bouncing around and enjoy all the talks that you can enjoy because you're in this room <laughs> yeah, forever. Yeah, I'm lucky because there are very interesting talks. Yeah, absolutely. No matter where you go. Yeah. It seems cool. Thank you for... Uh, Hosting, hosting me on, on your podcast and yeah, looking sure. forward to meet you again in the next sure. days. Definitely. <laughs> All right, cool. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.